In the past few years, workers from all over America have flocked to jobs in the booming oil industry. For a lot of people struggling through their own hard times, it's an opportunity for a second chance. And for some, it's their last resort. But since the summer, oil prices have dropped by half. Some 75,000 oil workers nationwide have lost their jobs, and more have had their hours cut. Inside Energy's Emily Guerin caught up with one of those workers on her last day in the Bakken oil field. April Boyce swings into the cab of her one-ton pickup on a chilly March morning. She's 42, tall, tough-looking, and pretty. She spent months driving this truck all over the Bakken oil field at all hours of the day. And I don't really feel scared, except sometimes at night when I'm out in the middle of nowhere delivering to an oil rig, I could just come up missing because I'm, in the, I'm just out there. April is a hotshot, a driver who hauls equipment from one job site to another. Things have slowed down a lot. It used to be that you get called out. I mean, you get called out at 4 o'clock in the morning and uh, be doing runs until 10 o'clock at night. Now she waits by the phone most of the day. There are 80 fewer drilling rigs here than there were six months ago. That means less to haul around. We walk into the trailer office at Badland Service Group, the small oil field company April works for. They do everything from welding to rig cleaning to trucking. She sits down at a computer and begins scanning in receipts for jobs. Has that been signed? It has been signed. That's April's boss. Yeah, my name's Jim Lavaster, Badlands Services Group. Today, Jim's workforce is 40% smaller than it was a few weeks ago. Jim's been cutting people's hours, and then a lot of them quit. They're wanting 60, 80 hours a week, and if they're only going to get 40 hours a week, they're going to go home and work at their home. And it may not be as much money, but at least they're home every night and not sacrificing. He doesn't blame them for leaving. People get killed up here on a weekly basis. This is the worst conditions that I've ever seen for, for working. That's only part of why April is leaving. The other is the culture here. He's got a well tomorrow, too. We're at her going away party, and her coworkers are doing sake bombs. Are you ready? A week ago, April's boss, Jim, combined employee housing to cut costs. He asked her to move into a house with 11 young men. Not a comfortable situation. She looked for alternatives, but an average one-bedroom here still runs over $2,000. Her ad on Craigslist didn't work either. And then I you know, received solicitations for women, to, uh, free housing if you're willing to trade, you know, favors for that. Um, and that was it. There weren't, wasn't any legit comfortable offers. She tells me this as we head towards a coffee shop to wait for her to get called out on a job. While we sip our drinks, she tells me another reason, the real reason, why she's leaving the Bakken. You know, it's been a long, hard road, but I honestly have recently admitted to myself, I have been running like a gypsy for 10 years. 10 years ago, April's mom died. She sold everything she owned, except her mother's cookbooks. She started bouncing from job to job. Oil field trucker in Colorado cattle ranch cook in Wyoming. The job in the Bakken paid the best, but it was also the hardest and most dangerous. And it took like the absolute grungiest, dingiest, darkest part of life to make me realize you can stop running. 
The oil field slowdown has given her a chance to pause, to think about what brought her to the Bakken and what no longer keeps her there. I lost myself in the oil fields. I lost myself chasing money for all the wrong reasons, and uh, I'm not going to let it happen again. Two days later, April left Williston for a mountain town in Colorado. She talked about this town a lot. She's running again, but this time to a place that feels like home. For Inside Energy, I'm Emily Guerin.